Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to another Tuesday evening teaching. I'm excited you're here, I hope you are as well. Why don't you share these messages with a friend? You could hit the like button now and you could click share and invite some of your friends to come and watch with you as we share the word together. And why don't you even ask them to come and join us on Sunday? They're looking for a new church home. We meet at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach and we, we're a friendly church, we preach the word of God and for anyone who's looking for a new church home, that's all you really need to be looking for. We'd love to see you there. Why don't you join me now in the Lord's Prayer? This was Jesus' model prayer. When the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray, this is what he said. He said, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. This past speaks to the present is a theme for our, our messages this month on Tuesdays. And these messages are based on the lives of the patriarchs. And today's message is titled, Watch Your Weak Moments. The text we're concentrating on is Genesis 25, 30 through to 32. Now, I'm going to read from the New King James Version, but you could read from whichever version you want. But let me encourage you to open your Bible up. Whenever you go to a Bible study, whenever you go to church, take your Bible and open it up and read it as well. So verse 2530 says, And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me with some of that red stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Verse 31, but Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I am about to die. So what is this birthright to me? And then the scriptures we're going to work through are Genesis 25, 19 to 34. And it's a lot of scripture. So I'll encourage you just to read them later on as we work through them. Maybe even look them up as we're reading them. But I'm not going to read them all for you now. And let's pray for our offering before we go to the next step of this evening. If you've got your seed and you're ready to sow, we're a church that believes in giving and sowing into other ministries as well. So thank you, Father, for the privilege of giving to you and your kingdom, for the glory of your name. And we know that the words of Jesus are so true that it is more blessed to give than receive. We thank you for the privilege and the heavenly blessing. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Each of us experience weak moments in our lives, don't we? When, when we should not make decisions. In a weak moment, a dieter may see a delicious dessert and yield to that temptation. You might see that chocolate cake that you, you know you shouldn't have because you're on a diet, but it looks so good and you just want it, in a weak moment, a tired driver may decide to keep driving instead of pulling over, and that decision could be both dangerous or even deadly. Weak moments can cause us to, to lose our character. Esau had a lot of advantages. He was the oldest son of Isaac and Rebekah, and thus he had the birthright. He was a rugged outdoorsman and a skillful hunter, and unfortunately, he had a flaw that cost him dearly. He had trouble handling weak moments. 
This flaw was especially apparent when he sold his birthright to Jacob because of sheer hunger. The story of Esau teaches us some valuable lessons about weak moments of life. Let's look at these lessons this evening and take them to heart. We'll probably see ourselves as we go through some of these lessons. First one is we must tame our physical desires. The first lesson we can learn from Esau's life is that we need to tame those desires. So important. Esau allowed physical impulses to dictate his actions and he lived to regret his carelessness. Let's consider the occasion of Esau's weak moment. Let's look at it. Esau had been out in the field hunting and when he returned home, Jacob was cooking a stew. Esau was hungry and tired and that was his favourite meal. And he asked Jacob to give him some and Jacob refused. And under one condition could Esau have that stew that he would give his birthright away. Listen to Esau's response in Genesis 25:32. He says, look, I am about to die. So what's this birthright to me? Weak moments are inevitable. Now think to yourself, was he really about to die? Or was he exaggerating? He was really just hungry and tired. There's times when our resources are depleted. Our focus shifts from the temporal and we zero in on satisfying the particular appetite at the time that's nagging us. And we give little heed to the consequences of it. No desire is bad in itself. But it must be controlled by God. We must let God tame our physical desires. But there's another lesson. Our second thing this evening is we must treat privileges that we have responsibly. The story of Esau teaches us teaches that believers have a valuable lesson to learn about treating the gifts that are entrusted to us responsibly. Look at the gift of Esau's birthright. He was the firstborn son of Isaac and Rebekah. This was a distinguished position. Because in those days the firstborn, especially the firstborn son, had the privilege of ruling over the other children. The family inheritance would ultimately belong to Esau as well. And Esau had a marvellous privilege that he never could have attained through any human achievement. Unfortunately, he disdained the gift during a moment of weakness. He just gave it up. Feeling the pains of hunger caused him to treat his privilege carelessly. The gifts are not to be taken lightly. God endows all believers with one or more gifts. He greatly desires that we acknowledge and use those gifts. Sadly, there's two things we see in the church way too often. The gifts are prostituted for money or for something else, or they're just not used at all. We must not disregard them as Esau did. Let's learn to cherish our privileges and treat them responsibly. So, so far this evening, we've learned two valuable lessons on Esau's life. And I think we can learn just one more lesson this evening. It's number three. We must consider our decisions carefully. Perhaps the greatest lesson that Esau learned is the crucial importance of moments of decision. What do you do when you have a decision to make? Do you rush into it or do you sit and wait on the Lord? The decisions we make influence the rest of our lives. 
Consider Esau's crucial decision here. Esau's decision was a momentous one at the time. Stated simply, it was the decision to remain hungry and keep his birthright or to satisfy his appetite and lose his birthright. It was that simple. At the moment, the decision seemed obvious to Esau though. But later he lived to regret that decision because he could never have his birthright back. That decision in a moment of weakness cast a shadow on the rest of his days on earth. The decisions of life demand great care. You know, it's almost a little bit like Judah, isn't it? Judas. He sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. Esau gave his birthright up for a stew. The decisions of life demand great care. Life brings all kinds of decisions, we know that, both big ones and little ones. We should always be conscious of God's leadership in our lives, though. He leads us through our moments of strength and during our moments of weakness. He's always there. We just have to ask him what he thinks we should do. And if we look to him for guidance, he will never lead us to regret a decision, ever. No one who has truly been born again has regretted the decision of being born again, if they're truly being born again. As we finish up this evening, do you have a resource for the weak moments of your life? All of us have those times, and we need help from someone who is greater than ourselves. Invite Christ into your life. He will join his life with yours when you do. And I also want to encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us that we can get from going to church just once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because our God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And if you let Him, He'll make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you're important to God. You know that. But you're also important to us at the refinery. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. <coughs> Excuse me. This year, we believe, is a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. Don't worry about what's happening out in the world. This is for the church. So if you want that, if you want that divine restoration and you want that divine recovery, get yourself closer to God. Start being obedient to his word. Start hearing that voice. And until next time, stay in the blessings. Music